KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who in light, light them up, boys, there's your picture, drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw today is January the 24th, 2017. First of all, I want to tell you about a film uh, on PBS tonight. Uh, yes, it's... Uh, don't have the title. It's a biopic about Rachel Carson. Now, uh, everybody remembers Rachel Carson. She wrote Silent Spring and uh, a whole lot of other books. Uh, she was a great environmentalist long before it was popular. Uh, Mary Louise Parker will portray Rachel Carson. Uh, I think this one should be recommended for the students everywhere. Now, I made a collage last night of all the things I tried to put together. Uh, I gotta stop this. Let's see. <laughs> How do you synthesize? Yes. That iron ingenue, Queen Victoria. Put that next to the, uh, the kangaroo, a kangaroo wandering around in the Vatican in the young Pope. Actually, the black Madonna is the most important thing in the show so far. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Emily Nussbaum's article, Tragedy Plus Time, in the New Yorker for 23 January. Yes, Tragedy Plus Time is comedy, of course. DJ Trump is not a joke, but never mind. Uh, I, uh, I look forward to Mary Louise Parker as Rachel Carson. Uh, she is one of our finest actors. You may have seen her in a long-running series called Weeds. It was a wonderful, a wonderful spin on uh, single motherhood. <laughs> she was a survivalist. It's the best of those, uh, those, what would you call it, dysfunctional modern family trying to survive uh, at the end of the 20th century. Uh, actually, as an actor, uh, check out her role in Angels in America, Tony Kushner's famous play, uh, kind of summed up the 20th century. You remember Angels in America. You can still get it on uh, HBO On Demand. Uh, 
she had a wonderful role. She and Jeffrey Wright, they were uh, <laughs> new age uh, experimentalists. They were searching for themselves and they even found some of the little bits and pieces of themselves lying around before the show was over. Uh, anyway, this week I was too sick to hit the streets. Uh, I just stayed home, take notes on the fall of Western civilization. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe it's the weather. I don't seem to be on my feet lately. Rheumatism is worse than communism. No, no, that's the wrong word. That's an old joke. Let's see. Rheumatism is worse than capitalism. That's a better line. Anyway, uh, I'm one of those who just has to write letters and make phone calls. Uh, Michael Moore is out there walking around. Uh, Michael Moore in Trump land. You can still catch that show. It's a kind of love letter to Hillary Clinton. Uh, he kept giving out the phone numbers for Congress, the basic stuff. Keep calling. If you don't know your senator or your congressperson, just call them all. Uh, my congresswoman is Barbara Lee. Uh, just keep making noises the hope is that we all stay connected and uh cut out the little piece of work you know the little thing you've chosen to do and keep doing it uh whatever whoever your group just don't give up don't stop i'm still well i'm just a tired old broad in birkenstocks but I do try to keep my feminist fist in the air. Uh, <laughs> it's been more than half a century now. Um, I once raised hell back in the day. Uh, let's see. Even a decade ago, I got called feisty. I don't like that word feisty. Lately, I'm lucky if I can, oh, write an essay, a poem, you know, try to find... Try to find progressive trends in our culture. Culture vultures seem to be out of the loop this week. Uh, I don't know. I still say that the arts, the humanities, uh, the word, the word, the language, it's our best weapon. Uh, aesthetics is the mother of ethics, she keeps saying over and over and over again. Uh, Bertolt Brecht said, Art is a hammer with which to uh, shape, shape the world, wake up the masses. Uh, <laughs> Samuel Beckett says, oh, what the hell, let them sleep on. Uh, anyway, uh, Bertolt Brecht is one of those who understood that everything is political. The personal is political. The political is personal. Only reactionaries say they, they just want to be entertained. They don't want to be, uh, you know, scolded or uh, what is that word? Uh, <laughs> yes, educated. Anyway, it is true that most of the junk films, waste of time, silly soap operas, but... Uh, you know, all that junk is so that the good stuff floats. You just keep 
watching, and pretty, pretty soon you find an enlightened writer. Uh, I, uh, I think the secret is to enlighten while knocking their socks off. Now, that's the ultimate. Uh, I remember the Sopranos tried. They tried to show the downside of our basic gangster culture, you know. Materialism and murder and money and mayhem. They tried to show, the writers tried to show that uh, it was just late 20th century CEO. Yes, Tony Soprano. I remind you of anyone. Uh, uh, that show was cloned from the godfather epics which of course were portraits of the 20th century that movie came out in the 1970s and changed everything uh i don't know does it teach the ills of corruption of the selfish good fellows does it show how bad the bad guys are i guess um yes the 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 point is to show uh, you know how gangsters uh, are just neurotics, just like all the rest of us thugs. You know, they <laughs> they succumb to panic attacks. Yes, <laughs> Tony Soprano, and just as neurotic as the rest of us. Mostly, I like the stuff about how much he dreaded his mother. Now, decades of this stuff has had an effect. Uh, this post-psychiatric age, uh, I think young audiences do get it. They do recognize uh, hypocrisy and man's inhumanity to man. It's all out there, if you look. Uh, no secrets anymore. Everybody's naked. The world is a hellhole. Now, the question is, can we fix it? <laughs> the old approach was to believe that the truth would set us free. I, 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 the last election <laughs> just shot that dream to hell, left us back in a barbaric bind. The political stuff seems always to be the same, you know. Go back as far as you can. You know, the guys that fought the other guys for the best cave. Socioeconomic imperatives don't change, never change. The weapons change, of course. Uh, that's the biggie. And the war on women. Well, now that one, uh, it's 500 years old. Actually, it's older. But it certainly varies from time to time, place to place. Uh, mm -hmm. The pathology involved in human aggression, human greed, all that stuff. You know, it's been consistent since we invented, oh, fortifications, they say, you know. <laughs> Back in the day, in the Iron Age, yes, stones or drones, it's all the same, folks. The idea, the plan, is to crush, conquer, cut off his head. The head man is the guy who takes the most heads. I thought we... Would never see that again, you know. Uh, chop off his head, lock her up, right. Now, uh, I think that uh, 
I try still to watch the stories by our best writers. Now, uh, I suppose that's elitist. Yes, it's elitist to look for the best. <laughs> the sweetness and light. But theater is my world, my touchstone, my way of understanding. Uh, we all know that power is a universal desire. I got a big kick out of the young Pope on HBO. Now, most people don't get HBO. I know that. Uh, <laughs> Vatican City, uh, an independent state. And then the concept of absolute infallibility reminds me of D.J. Trump. Right. Uh -huh. Oh, dear. The church, on the other hand, the Vatican, the Catholic Christianity, has very specific weapons. We know all about that. Uh, maybe we can get into that religious stuff another time. I'm still trying to figure out what that kangaroo is doing wandering around uh, in the young Pope. Oh. Kind of like that log. Remember the log lady in Twin Peaks? Oh, dear, I digress. <laughs> yes. uh, the Pope receives the gift of a, a large kangaroo. Anyway, I checked out the first three episodes of Victoria. I thought it might be, uh, you know, a little bit feminist. And, of course, it is, although she is not a suffragist. But, basically, it's about monarchy about the way in which power uh, is, what is that, uh, played for. Yes, it's a game. It's a game. Now, I think, uh, well, I think this show will be useful for young people. For one thing, it's not obscene and it's on PBS, so you can recommend it to young children. Uh, <laughs> I keep thinking that it's true that the British royals warned us they were quite an example. You remember George the Third, yes. Ah, Dorothy Parker said George the Third ought never to have occurred. One can only wonder at so grotesque a blunder. George the Third lost his uh, his colonies, his thirteen colonies. Too bad. Uh, anyway, the power plays in Victoria are a lot of fun. Reminds me of Washington, D.C. Yes, Washington, D.C. on the BBC. Uh, all about human psychology. Think of the dysfunctional family, then the dysfunctional state, then the dysfunctional globe. Uh, Virginia Woolf said that uh, fascism begins in the private home. She's talking about the British home. Uh, uh, wars are just feuds that escalate. Then there's this disease called otherism, you know. Uh, blame the guy who doesn't look like you and, for goodness sakes, take his stuff. The, the series uh, about the Pope, that one's too enigmatic for most audiences. Uh, I I don't know. I think, I keep wondering now, the popular show, the, Victoria's the popular show, and uh, I think most people will give up on the young Pope, but I keep comparing them 
in my mind. Uh, writers who go for surrealism, that's the young Pope, uh, they lose about half the audience right away. Uh, I just loved it, though, the crowd in St. Peter's Square and the, the, the Pope. Well, first of all, he has a dream in which he tries to tell the public, the people, what they have forgotten. That is to say, they have forgotten God and all that. They've also forgotten to masturbate and, you know, to be good to their neighbor. And the list goes on. Uh, Jude Law is terrific in this show. Uh, I have to figure out whether he's a saint or a sinner, whether he's going to save the world or if he's even going to save himself. Uh, I I can't wait to see what... Um, Orthodox Catholics have to say about this show. Uh, the young Pope, 40-something, he claims to be an orphan, uh, abandoned, you know, the sort of thing. Uh, apparently his mother, I think it's Diane Keaton, although she says, no, don't call me Ma, call me Sister Mary. Uh, at least metaphorically, she's... Uh, <laughs> She's the Virgin Mary. Uh, symbolically, who knows? Uh, the Pope decides that the church is female. Uh, and he juggles oranges and acts like a member of the medieval Inquisition. Yes, uh, I thought of Jeremy Irons as Pope Alexander in 1492. Check out the series, The Borgias. I can probably review that one uh, with more. What is it? Specifics than the young Pope. Anyway, Diane Keaton plays Sister Mary. And any time we deal with absolute power, we can count on that there will be a drama. It's all about the hands and the heart of one man. Yes, think of D.J. Trump in drag. Bill Maher says that Trump is... Uh, an id, that's I-D, just an id. I would have said sociopath, but uh, the diagnosis will have to wait. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are very busy, yes. They're, it's uh, the word, they're still performing the autopsy. Uh, I felt more at home, yes, in Victoria, because there were all these old-fashioned court intrigues, just like they're are today as a, I just I loved it she's a teenager in the beginning and she's up against the male establishment and her mother the Duchess of Kent you know uh, she's under the thumb of the worst male misogynist in the whole gang uh, it's all about the dominant submission paradigm uh, I think let's see, Victoria was 17 when she came to the throne the old king dies uh, she wants to do things her way apparently she did uh, stand up and act like a man, she manned up uh, at one point she commutes the hideous executions of several radicals uh, they've been convicted of uh, treason and in 1837 the punishment for treason was to be hanged, uh, cut open while still alive, that is, drawn, they call it, and quartered. The prime minister helps her uh, 
to understand that she's in a position to commute the sentence, send the guys to Australia. The good plan. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so many series about the British Empire, they will never end. Uh, I think before I ramble on about all these, uh, all these shows, yes. <laughs> Donald Trump said he learns everything from the shows. Maybe I do, too. I don't want to run out of time because I have a... I have two things. I have a special poem I want to read you. And just so that I don't forget, I want to recommend to you an article by Emily Nussbaum called Tragedy Plus Time. It's in the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. January 23, how jokes won the election. Tragedy plus time is comedy, right? Uh, how do you fight an enemy who's just kidding? <laughs> you know, Obama, is his uh, act, his uh, comedy, you know, uh, sophisticated, a small club act, dry and urbane, Trump. Is a classic Howard Stern guest, you know. Uh, it's called the Insult Comic. Anyway, Emily Newsbaum says that she was raised to giggle over Mel Brooks, the producers, you know. Uh, fascists have no sense of humor, got that, you know. Anyway, uh, I will save this for another time because it's really, really uh, terrific. She goes off, she's worse than I am, talk about fragmented, but anyway, Emily Newsbaum on the, what is it, I would call it, How We Make the World Safe for Satire. It's a wonderful article. There's a, a big banana, yes, slip on a banana peel, and it's, I guess it's made of gold. Um, anyway, uh, the poem is in the New Yorker, too. It's by Frank Bidart, B-I-D-A-R-T, and I thought of Toni Morrison's recent piece, in the New Yorker called Mourning for Whiteness about the race or color problem in the United States. She hit the nail on the head. Now, here's what Frank Bidet has to say. Bidet, B-I-D-A-R-T is his name. Mourning what we thought we were. That's morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. What we thought we were. We were born into an amazing experiment. At least we thought we were. We knew there was no escaping human nature. My grandmother taught me that. My own pitiless nature taught me that. Ah, but we exist Inside an order, I thought, of which history is the mere shadow. Every serious work of art about America has the same theme. America is a great idea. The reality leaves something to be desired. Bakersfield, Marian Anderson, the first great black classical contralto whom the daughters of the American Revolution would not allow to sing in an unsegregated Constitution Hall. Uh, 
who was then asked by Eleanor Roosevelt to sing at the Lincoln Memorial before thousands, was refused a room at the Padre Hotel Bakersfield. My mother's disgust, as she told me this, it confirmed her judgment about what she never could escape, where she lived out her life. My grandmother's fury when... At the age of seven or eight, I had eaten at the home of a black friend. The forced camps at the end of the Grapes of Wrath were outside Bakersfield. When I was a kid, Oki was still a common term of casual derision and contempt. So it was up to us, born in Bakersfield, to carve a new history, of which history is the mere shadow. To further the history of the spirit is our work. Therefore, thank you, Lord, whose bounty proceeds by paradox, for showing us we have failed to change. Dark night, December 1st, 2016. White supremacists, once again in America, are acceptable, respectable. America, Bakersfield, was first swamp, then desert. We are sons of the desert who cultivate the top half inch of soil. That poem goes on my shelf along with Walt Whitman's I Hear America Singing. A whole bunch of poems. I think of John Kennedy. Uh, I think he was addressing uh, Cubans, right? He said, uh, said, think, uh, try not to think of what we are. Try to think of what we might be, could be. Always, yes, the idealist, you know. <laughs> he said, carrot in the stick, boys and girls. Uh, never mind. I got to giggling last night over Victoria, yes, Rufus Sewell. His wife ran away with Lord Byron. Ain't, ain't life, isn't life, what do you call it, uh, a human comedy? I just keep thinking that uh, the human stuff will win. Uh, at the same time, yes, the degree of suffering, every morning I get up and take the temperature, yes, the temperature of pain versus shame versus never mind. I just think, yes, I just think that the, what is it, the Buddhist or the Zen precept uh, is best. It's the one that tells me to take joy, take joy in the uh, sorrows of the world. Practice joyous participation in the sorrows of the world. We don't really have much of a choice now, do we? Once again, tonight on uh, PBS, uh, 8 o'clock, you can see... Mary Louise Parker as uh, Rachel Carson. It's a uh, biography. 
And the other things that are special this week, the young pope with Jude Law, Rufus Sewell in Victoria. I love Rufus Sewell. I I noticed him first in the most wonderful funny movie called Cold Comfort Farm. His mother was played by Eileen Atkins, one of my favorite British actresses. <laughs> He's a uh, farm boy out of a Thomas Hardy novel, Rufus Sewell. And what does he want to do? He wants to go to Hollywood and be an actor. Now that's a reality show. Anyway, maybe next week I can talk more about Victoria, the iron ingenue, I called her. <laughs> and check out Emily Nussbaum in The New Yorker. Her article on how jokes won the election uh, is one for the ages. Going to save that. Till next Tuesday at this same time, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. decades, the KPFA First Voice Apprenticeship Program has invited women and people of color to become radio producers. It's one of the only programs in the country that broadcasts the voices of people who are traditionally denied the radio waves. As an apprentice, you will be trained to write, edit, and produce radio that speaks your truth. Your voice will be the instrument of change that you want in the world. For more information on how to apply, call 510-848-6767, extension 235, or email us at apprenticeship at kpfa.org. The application deadline is...